Hey everyone, this is Greg. Welcome to the JWI podcast. I'm here with Lori. Give me the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So I was I was counting down three, two, one to start. What? And I don't know how I ended up giving Lori the, the finger before starting, but yeah, that's how we started episode one. I gave her the finger. Why would you not use your index finger? Don't mind the sirens if you can hear that. Yeah, we live in a city, quote unquote. <laughs> um, but why would you do whatever? It doesn't matter. That was, that was interesting. We live. <laughs> <laughs> Other than me giving you the finger, how would you say your morning started? I woke up at 7 a.m. with nothing but sh- things to do on my mind. So... My, I, what I wanted to do was sit there all day and just be in bed. But then I started running through the list of things that I felt I needed to get done. And by 7.05, I was up and cleaning the kitchen. Yeah, so, like, I usually wake up Saturday mornings. Like, pre- I usually wake up every day ready to go. But, like, Saturdays are probably the day that, like, I don't want to get up and clean i probably want to get up and like run out of the house but getting up and clean like i i'm not gonna complain about it if the place needs to be clean the place needs to be clean but i probably want to get outside of the house on saturday uh just quick sidebar for everyone else it's 11 a.m on saturday and we started to record a podcast so the day is nowhere near done and we have plenty of things to do after we get off of this God, but don't remind me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. One of the other things that's pretty interesting is that we have not eaten yet. And we've been up since 7. And, like, sometimes we don't eat. And I'm like, hey, is this, like, by accident? Or is it, like, because we're keto diet, is this our 16-hour fast to breakfast at 12? Well, one thing is yes. <laughs> it is. Is it 16 hours? That's what you told me. You've been plotting against me. Now it's 16 hours and I didn't know. If it was 16 hours, we definitely did not stop eating at 8 p.m. last night. But yesterday was like not a keto day. So then I think it's easy to assume that us not eating was an accident. (laughs) Because we started cleaning and then I had a meeting at 9. You ran, like you went to go run some errands and then... I well then we started reading the Bible and then like now we're here. So we've been we've been doing stuff consistently since seven. So us not eating was an accident, but now I'm hungry. <laughs> Is keto long term? Because I you know like yesterday wasn't a keto day. This this is not about me. Keto's not about me anymore. I've been keto for what has it been like close to two years? I think it is two years. I started in 2018. I've been keto-ish. Ish. That's a show. That should be a show. It should be a show. On the Food Network. Wow, that would be fun. I'm going to write that down. Keto-ish. But you just started. Man, I only break keto when when you put the the sugar in front of me. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. Sometimes it's true, but most times it's not true. What? I do the majority of, like, the cooking Uh that keeps... Okay, you're right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I don't want to do keto anymore. (laughs) I told you this. That's the ish part. We we are 
you know, we got to do it for the month. We got to do it for the month. I'm like, I can't keep sneaking all these cookies at work. <laughs> I can't. You're sneaking cookies at work? Yo, they have mad snacks oh, there. Oh, healthcare workers' lives matter. If you Well, if you think about it, like, we, they keep bringing stuff in for us. And you can't say no. No, like, when people give you something, like, you don't be an ingrate. Like, you got to take it. Do you know what my job did? did? They gave you three days off. No, they closed the calf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? They closed the heck out of the calf. So what do you eat? When I come home. You still come home during break? Sometimes, yeah. That's wild. So how could how could one stay keto in this dystopian time? Like, I just, I don't feel like it's realistic. I don't really feel like I should be, you know, boxed in. Because I already feel boxed in being that we have to quarantine and everything is closed. You're such a baby. Like, you (laughs) you have, like, you have the most subjective discipline I've ever seen. Like, you have discipline and then when you're just like, okay, wait, this is a free... This is a free donut. I can just have one. You know that you can't have it, but you can have it anyway. So you have such subjective discipline. What you think I'm disciplined though? I think you are disciplined, but it's very <laughs> subjective. Like you're disciplined with your goals and what you want to get done, but like it, if it's if it's something kind of for you, like you're iffy about it sometimes. Let me start by pointing out that I have a horrible relationship with food. <laughs> Man. I do. I stress eat. And I, you're right. Sometimes I'm very, like, on task. But then when I get stressed out, I'm just like, do I really want to add the stress of calorie counting to my day? Let me eat okay. the donut. Okay, let me talk on that. So, I'm going to ask you how much you like the keto diet, but let me tell you... Like on a scale. Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10. Let me tell you the thing about the keto diet, or any diet in general, that I cannot mess with is anything that has to do with tracking what I put in my body. But like you do have to track what you put in your body. I understand that 100%, but I cannot stand doing it. Mm -hmm. I, when I started the keto diet, I downloaded... um, my fitness my fitness pal mm-hmm. right and i was counting the calories and stuff like that and i was like all right this app is really confusing so then i downloaded another one that's like kind of quote-unquote keto oh, yeah, friendly carb manager mm-hmm. and that one was easier to track and i was tracking the food and you know everything was going cool for two and a half days mm-hmm. and then you know like you were on my back about like putting everything in and it was fine like <laughs> i was getting used to it and it was fine but then, as I was reading, like, how to track the is macros, mm-hmm. how to track the macros correctly, and how to do the calculations to make sure that I'm, like, hitting my fats and blah, 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 so, I realized that one of the things I wasn't factoring in was seasoning. What? Seasoning. Like, when you, when you make your food, you're supposed to factor in the seasoning. Seasoning don't count. Seasoning does count. It shouldn't count because I'm I'm not supposed to put seasoning in my food because we got my food supposed to taste like water. Apparently not. Seasoning counts, and then I was just like, 
I'm throwing this out the window. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, like, eat, make sure it's high fat, make sure my protein is good. But I was like, this is annoying. Time out. So, before we get any further into the conversation, we should probably, like, explain what keto is for people who don't know what it is. In 2020? There are people who still don't know what keto is in 2020. It's still a fairly, like, new diet. Probably. No one's died of it yet, so. So, Healthline defines the ketogenic diet as um, a low-carb, high-fat diet that offers many health benefits. Okay, I need a better definition than that. It is, yeah. But, um... It says also that it has benefits against diabetes, cancer, epilepsy, and Alzheimer's. Um, I'll say for myself, the reason why I wanted to go on a keto diet was because it takes away a lot of, like, refined sugars. um, And I feel like it's helped me health-wise for my monthly cycle. I know that's a bit of a TMI, but I had really severe cramps i would throw up um i would have to take days off work or like leave early um and since starting that diet and taking away like the sugars and um like having minimal dairy i feel like that has like that has been helpful in like changing how that is like i don't have cramps anymore like that severe that severely i also don't throw up anymore like they're more manageable i do kind of attribute that more so to not having the sugars or um sorry the dairy to me not having those pains anymore um but i do think that keto was a good way to start like to start cutting those things out now i fully agree with you if that makes sense i think i feel at my worst after a sugar rush yeah you feel the difference i feel and any time i eat something that's like uh, dairy heavy or like a lot of different cheeses and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like the next day i just feel horrible my skin will react to it and stuff like that so like keto it being a high fat diet um being fat adapted is something that I eventually want to experience to see what it's like. But like every time I go, I don't know if I'm gonna do it long <laughs> enough to see you get there. Right. Every time I get close <laughs> to it, I just feel horrible. Like that body transition feels bad. But like being quote unquote keto ish, mm. you definitely start to see the benefits of it. It's um, I don't know. I've been trying to stay away from sugar for a long time, but mm. never like fully committed like with the keto diet yeah but you know watching a lot of keto youtubers and reading blogs you like you do learn different um skill sets i guess and you've actually been um looking up a lot of recipes and like doing trying out some of your own recipes which is a very pleasant surprise to see how you were able to kind of get into it well i was always gonna cook as soon as i had my own kitchen but (laughs) (laughs) you're like i just need the kitchen yeah i just needed the kitchen and my own pots and my own dishes to get dirty but like um yeah being keto has been interesting but uh long term not happening Weren't you supposed to ask me on a scale of 1 to 10? On a scale of 1 to 10, what are your thoughts on Which keto? Which side means I hate it? 
One or ten. Ten means you hate it. You knew the question I was going to ask you and weren't ready? No, because I, I was waiting <laughs> to figure out which... Oh, okay. What side was going to be what? Okay. This is going to sound very contradicting based on, like... This whole conversation of how I feel about keto has been very contradicting to begin with. But I'm going to say four. Because so I like don't... It. I don't hate it. I hate when I can't have pizza... Or when I have to think about having pizza. Like, yes, there's meat crust pizza. Yes, there's fat dough pizza. But, like, sometimes... Sometimes I want the pizza when I want the pizza. How I want the pizza. Sometimes I want a burger. Sometimes I want five guys. And I don't want to ask for a bunless burger. I want french fries. I don't want turnip fries. I want real fries. So, I think... That's the issue that I have with it, but I enjoy feeling full. I do feel like I have more energy. I love that, like, I'm not throwing up once a month. Um, I did lose weight fairly quickly when I was doing it consistently. Um, so I, with all of my trash talking, I will say that the, the good kind of outweighs the bad. I do think that at some point I want to find a way to take elements of keto and just have like a like a good like like just a good clean like diet or lifestyle rather I think a good clean lifestyle is it's obtainable I'm not sure what it's going to not sure what it's gonna in turn look like Mm because one of the things is being on keto like when you break that diet food tastes different food tastes takis don't taste the same food tastes different those takis from yesterday burn my mouth i don't know why that's not something that ever happened before i love takis it was like choking (laughs) over takis like what what is going on like food tastes different and i remember i wouldn't say last year but Let's say the year before. Let's say 2018. I was a quote-unquote self-proclaimed burger connoisseur. We're eating burgers from everywhere. Compared, I was eating Five Guys. I was looking up um, Shake Shack. And I was doing all of that without a bun. Just so <laughs> that you know. What's the other place? Tasty Burger. Smash Burger. Smash Burger. Smash Burger. There was another place. I love Smash Burger. Uh, I don't remember. Bread, bread, bread gourmet burgers. We never went there. No, but we were supposed to. What but, happened? I don't know. The easy answer is COVID, but. We planned to go there way before COVID. Like, but I, you're right. I blame everything yeah, on COVID. Yeah, like so. the easy answer is just COVID, but they're open. By the way, support local business. Go to Bread Gourmet Burgers in Dorchester. They do wings too. They do wings now. Wings but, fell off the menu, so if we are keto, we can do wings. We would do wings even if we weren't keto. You're right, but like, just support local business. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a burger recently on one of our break keto mishaps, and the burger smacked different. Like, not even a big Five Guys fan anymore after eating all the other burger places. Mm-hmm. I'm more so like set like a average bench bar of 
of Five Guys Burger and I compare their burger to like Wendy's Baconator, but <laughs> that burger hit different that day. I'm gonna be honest though, I don't necessarily think that that's because of keto. I think the Five Guys in the place that we lived before was just trash. And so now that we live here and we're trying to the one down the street, like they they're disciplined. They know what they're doing. They're real lazy. What's the SpongeBob recipe? <laughs> Lettuce, pickles, tomatoes. That's not what you get on your Five Guys. No, burger. it's not. But <laughs> it, it, should, it should all be the same. Like it should. So all everything's be... gonna taste like Whoppers. I mean. You want to go to every burger spot and like just no, 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 eat Whoppers everywhere? I want the signature burger from every burger spot, but I just don't think like how they're handling. You're right. How the the two places, two different locations, are probably being handled different. Yes. Because the one over here probably has way more on their plate given the location. Yes. It being in, like, a downtown area versus the other one is in, like, a shopping plaza. And then I will also like to think that being that it's COVID and we are not necessarily running around like we used to, people in restaurants, they could, I'd like to think, are using the alone time to perfect their craft. I expect for every place, every restaurant to come out with new signature recipes this, after this. Yes. It, I feel like they might have time, but also in keeping with the fact that they're probably doing a lot of orders, so they could not have time. But my hope is that we we get some new recipes out right. here. Right. Support your essential workers. Shout That's out to right. the shout out to the cooks and the delivery drivers. I think you feel for the cooks, don't you? I do. You do feel for the cooks. I do because I I know what that feels like. <laughs> like it's one thing to see like a busy restaurant. It's one thing. It's another thing to see busy on takeout orders. Takeout orders show up whenever. Someone could place a takeout order from outside, outside the restaurant, mm-hmm. and walk in and say, "Hey, I'm here to pick it up," and they expect their food to be ready. Like, takeout orders are not handled with the same respect as as you walking in. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Because you, you worked at, like, the second tier restaurant. So, like, there's, like, fast food and then there's, like, fast-ish food, which is where, like, you work. I worked at Burger King. I just threw things in the bag. And I was just, you know, just getting it done, just Throw it in the bag, fries all over the place, not even in the little cup. You just throw it out the throw it out the window. Years ago. This was years ago. I promise I'm not like this anymore. Fun fact, Lori is is an exceptional worker when she wants to be. I'm always an exceptional worker. Today she's worker. an exceptional worker. In the past kind of, her stories make her sound questionable, but you gotta work smart, not hard. Remember that. A good manager once told me, you always hire someone that's qualified to do the job and will do everything by the book. And you always hire another person that'll do the job but will be lazy at it. Because that person that is lazy is the person that is going to give you your process improvement. What you trying to say? I'm saying the person that's lazy is the person that's going to find the corner. <laughs> you looking at me like I'm the lazy person. <laughs> the person that's lazy is the person that's going to show you what corners can be cut. 
and what processes could be improved via XYZ. So if you are one of those lazy employees... <laughs> Why are you still looking at me? <laughs> hold on, let me look out the window. If you are one of those lazy employees, I encourage you to speak up because you you get in the job done. I, I see you, but you could help out everyone else in just encouraging them to be like, hey, this is not that serious. I've been cutting this corner for X amount of x amount of months and you didn't notice so why are we doing this but i think it i think it depends like well obviously it depends i'm speaking vaguely yeah because like that's a topic for a different day that's an in-depth topic for another day but i really think that your level of laziness really depends on like if you know your job and you're like good at your job because if you're lazy and you walk into somewhere you don't have no experience, like you're you're out the door. But if you know what you're doing, and like you have, of course you can cut corners. We'll talk about that a different day, though. That's two different kind of lazies. Yeah, you're right. We're definitely like, gonna talk about there that. There are levels that's, of lazy. That's two different lazies we're talking about. I'm different day, different day. Yeah, different there day. there's levels to it. Okay, so. Wait, um, we have to we have to like wrap up the keto stuff. Hold on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you about uh, my thoughts on it. Okay. Long term, do I think keto is sustainable? Um, people do it. Strict keto? People do it. Strict keto for myself? Mm-hmm. No. I yeah. I'm I'm occasionally at least once a month bound to break the keto. Once a month, bro. We maybe were just on a binger. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for myself, if it was up to me, it was probably be, like, once a month or once every two months. Because, like, I can be keto, but I'm still Haitian, and I'm not crazy. So, like, like, you think I'm going to put down Haitian patties for the rest of my life? You're right. And my mom just, like, like cooked us, like, fish right. and sauce When the holidays come <laughs> back around, you think I'm not going to touch the, the, the macaroni bake? Bye. Like, come on. We don't call it macaroni. We don't bake. call it macaroni <laughs> bake, but you know, I, I'm I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna abandon my culture for a diet. Absolutely I, not, especially since Monday is Haitian Flag Day. Shout out to those, blue blue blue. But Haitians <laughs> 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 Haitians with sound effects is that's another thing that we're gonna talk about one day because <laughs> Haitians tell the best stories. You cannot argue with me, but um. I think being keto is advantageous to me. Just like the the history of high blood pressure, diabetes that exists within the African American community, mm-hmm. within my family, within my immediate family. Like having a no sugar diet. Mm-hmm. Come on, Greg. Like you should have been doing that from birth. Yeah. Like your parents should have been had you on keto without knowing what keto was. Like <laughs> like that is something that should have been set for a while. So like if yeah. I can if I can adopt a little bit of that lifestyle, I one hundred percent am gonna do that. Um do I think that it's like fun sometimes because you are I am learning new things new things, like you said, like I'm doing different things in the kitchen. Yeah. I would have never made parmesan garlic chicken wings a day in my life before so good but they came out so good yeah that came from a keto diet a scale of one to ten ten being how much do i not like it um the only thing i don't like is the 
lack of access to quick food? I don't know if I... Ah, uh, okay. Like, you can't just, like, run and make a sandwich. Yes. But we're getting a mini waffle maker so we can make chaffles. We'll just keep a bunch of chaffles, like, in the freezer and you just throw in the toast. Sorry. So we'll, <laughs> Sorry. we'll revisit this after after the chaffle maker shows up. But, like, the, the lack of access to quick food is kind of annoying. To be, like, to be in the kitchen, hungry, spinning around, like, what am I going to cook? You open the fridge and everything's frozen. Like, But, like, no, 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 no. But that that has nothing to do with, like, the keto diet. That has to do that's with, just like, life in general. That's just us not yeah, taking yeah, yeah. things out the freezer and preparing to cook. Like, I, I'm sure, like, in your house, like, you had leftovers. In Always. my house, we had leftovers. For some reason, you and I don't keep leftovers here. We're hungry. Like, we're always eating. I think, I don't think we're doing a good job. <laughs> now that I think no, about I think, it. Dude, like, speaking on that, like, one of the other things that we've been doing unintentionally is not really using the microwave, and it's because we don't have leftovers. But we do not intend to not use the microwave. We just literally don't have leftovers. Well, also, if we do have leftovers, I tend to take them to work because I'm really not trying That's to, true. I'm not trying to use that cafeteria. That's true. But they're giving you free food. Not every day. Oh, they wild. So they pick and choose when... And I'm not going to sit there and eat burgers and pizza every day. Like, shout out to the people who are, like, giving us stuff. But, like, the other day they gave us, like, corn soup with pork in it. What am I going to do with that? Is there a famine going on? I have... <laughs> like, they gave you what? And it was, like, from a nice restaurant, too. I was like, you really about nice to give us, Nice restaurants make that? Corn? Corn. Like, corn. And it was, like... Corn It soup? wasn't even, like, like, like corn kern like the whole thing you know what i'm talking about like not the actual cob yeah. but like the little corn pieces it wasn't even that it was just like like they just grinded the corn, corn pieces soup. and just like threw it in there and put some broth in it lord have mercy in a very just what like one very sad noodle i looked at that and i was like you know what thank you but there is someone in the world who would benefit from this soup and um I'm going to go to my office and eat some almonds. Right. And that's what I did. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I, I'm going to say... I'm going to say a 5. See, I feel like we've been talking mad trash about it, but we're like, <laughs> we don't hate it. No, I don't, don't, I don't hate like, it. Love I don't it. hate it. I, I, yeah. I think it's... I'm still adjusting to like the food I'm leaving behind. There's a lot of times I do want... like. Yeah. You love pasta. Yeah, like one of the it's things so one of the things that I haven't had and I I haven't tried making it, but I love vermicelli. Mm-hmm. I have not had vermicelli. Like say it in English. What is vermicelli in English? Like spaghetti. Oh. Sp- not everyone is Haitian. Spaghetti everyone's Haitian. Okay. Spaghetti for breakfast. You have spaghetti for breakfast? I have vermicelli for breakfast. Bro! I have <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> for breakfast. Yes, that is probably one of my favorite breakfasts. And that's not happening on keto. And you get eggs? <laughs> you like eggs? Yes. <laughs> Buy 60 eggs every time we go shopping. I, I will say that... The most exciting thing about keto is trying new recipes. Like, today, we're going to be making coconut shrimp. Do you think we're saving money at the grocery store being on keto diet? Like, our carb is expensive. 
I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. <laughs> I wonder. But I'd be interested in... We can calculate that and share that um, one of these days to see how much we're spending. I think that we're doing a very good job shopping, to be honest. Like, in general, I think we're doing very well. Like, we don't... But, like, I think we can talk about that. Let's um, calculate that and see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. That's a good question, though. Yeah, because yeah. I, I actually have no idea. We've never not did a keto diet haul to compare to see if we're actually... We, have, we only do keto hauls. No, no, that's what I'm saying. We never did a haul, like, not on the keto diet. So, like, yeah. we, we don't know if we're actually we, saving No, we money. did when we first moved here because we both weren't keto. It was just me. Yeah, but that... That almost doesn't count. The, I feel like we spent more. The house was empty. We're buying everything that we could possibly need. You know? So, like, that's... The, I kind of don't even count that first shopping trip. Yeah, but we bought carbs, though. Yeah, but everything... I don't remember the price of the carbs. That's not the point. <laughs> to wrap it up, mm-hmm. I'm giving it a five. I don't hate it. I think it's a five because there's things that I love that... You know, I just can't go back to, and it's kind of frustrating, but we'll figure it out as we get further into it, see what happens next, really. I was, like, trying to talk about the coconut shrimp, oh, and shoot, you, wanted to you, talk about, you wanted to talk about money. Ah. <laughs> Why do you want to talk about money? <laughs> money makes the world go around. What's up with the coconut shrimp, though? Sorry to cut you off. That's your recipe. You wanted to make it. Oh, yeah. Um coconut shrimp that's something that i used to have in my house all the time We're that is that true your mom later today your mom knows how to make some good coconut shrimp that's a, that's that i can tell you already that's gonna be one of my favorite keto meals what yeah i love coconut shrimp that's gonna be one of my favorite keto snacks meals or whatever it's, it's not a snack it's gonna be a meal greg see this is why we never have leftovers because everything is a snack for you <laughs> everything <laughs> all right we'll be right back and we are back um i need to get some water and use the bathroom um you didn't you didn't do anything i didn't move i didn't have to go anywhere well so we'll just get back into the second half of the show and i well we are going to share our story in relation to corona virus um it's our own personal story. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too complainy. But it should be. It, it, it's a different perspective. Not everyone is gonna have the same experience. Yeah. Um. So you can feel free to jump in, if you feel free to jump in. So I am gonna talk about how we managed to pull off a social distancing wedding. Um. On March 28th. So just for a little background, Greg and I have been together for maybe, what, seven, eight years? I think we said seven years for like the last two years. So I'm going to say eight or nine. I feel like last month, like we went from seven and last month we started saying eight. Yeah. Well, like, in like seven, eight years. We've been together for a while. And we, so Greg, Greg proposed to me December 2018. Correct. Um, and we had originally planned to have our wedding December of this year. Yeah, December 2020. Yeah, December 2020. 
Um, and the reason why we didn't choose to get married 2019 was because I was graduating. Um, and so I wanted to, it was my last semester, um, and I just wanted to focus on school. And then as soon as I graduated, then I would just, we would just get right into um, wedding planning. And fast forward, graduated, did the graduation speech, had to throw that in there, um, and got a job. And I think July we were like actively looking at vendors, or sorry, venues. And um, this particular venue that we picked, we ended up going to visit it last because we knew from the pictures that we would right away pick that. And we wanted to give all the other places a fair shot. So we went to this last one, fell in love with it, and they had these deals that were within a certain time frame that we that we felt would bring more, um, it would give us more of the celebration that we wanted if we took part in those deals. Have more perks. Um, and so it, it worked for us. It worked for our budget. And so we signed the dotted line and we were due to be married March 28th, 2020. Um, so I'm not going to get into all of, like the wedding planning details, but needless to say for anyone who has had to plan a wedding or anyone who's been in a bridal party um, for the husbands and wives out, like anyone who's who has any experience with any type of wedding planning. Needless to say, it was a very stressful time. I also had to study for my, um, my um, licensing exam in between that time. Um, so it was just, it was a really stressful time. And so when January came around, we were just like, getting ready for like our bachelor bachelorette parties um i my bridal shower had been planned so like we were essentially in a time where like like the wedding fields were all there like we were getting our rsvps back we're like hunting people down and we're getting them um we like had a great time like it was hitting us we were looking at apartments because we did not live together prior to that um and so I think we finally got in our, found an apartment in February, um, planned to move in March 1st. And then, you know, we finally moved in. We moved to a place that was closer to both of our jobs. And I think we lived here for two weeks, commuted, like we're slowly getting used to like our new area, um, closing, like we we're really winding down on wedding planning because it was what, like a few weeks at that point. And then all of a sudden I'm like hearing about like Miss COVID and Yeah, so the, <laughs> I was the like who is she? The wedding was supposed to be March twenty eighth. Um March fourteenth ish, I think was a Monday and that's like March, that's like two weeks before. Um no, I think it was a Saturday actually. All our payments were in. They were due. We had submitted everything. Um, to to move here? No, no, no. I'm talking about to the venue. Oh, yeah. All the vendors. All the so vendors March were paid. For, like, all Mar- March 14th, for, everything was all paid right. for. DJ paid. Venue paid. We paid the wedding planner. Like, limo paid. Limo like, paid. We were done. Uh, uh, honeymoon paid. <laughs> honeymoon Paid. Oh my god! Everything, everything was was. We paid. were done. Gift spot, like it was. It was time to just like sit down and, and do just nothing. Chill. Yeah. And then that weekend, March 
20th, the week before. No. So, no. So, even before that, like, we were hearing, we were hearing about COVID. And I think I probably heard about it a little bit more because I work in a hospital. And um, I think the week, the week of the 16th, actually, was when I started to hear more about it. And, like, these numbers started coming out. And we were just, I was just kind of, you know, living my life. And I think during that week, that's when people were contacting us saying that they might not be able to come. And so while we, I think we had realized the seriousness of the situation, but like we also in a way weren't, we also weren't trying to take it super serious because we're like, yo, like this potentially is going to affect our wedding, which is within the next week. Like, our wedding was literally the next Saturday. And so we were hearing all, like, people slowly dropping out. And at first, we were like, I understand. We're fine. We spoke to the venue. We are like, listen, this like, our minimum is going to change. And they're like, we're going to accommodate you. Don't worry about it. So, like, we were hearing more and more. But, like, we, like, we were still, like, pretty level, I think. And, like, kind of talking each other out off the ledge. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't know if you had anything more that you wanted to add. No, nah, nah, that's what I was going to say. Just people were falling out the, the week before. And it was like, yeah, completely. I understand. That's that's fine. But, like, we can't lie. We were getting mad at a point. Yeah. We're getting really mad. I mean, realistically, yeah. Um, And so, I even within, like... Oh, wait, no. Maybe it wasn't the week of the 16th. It was the week of the 14th. Sorry. I'm getting my dates mixed up. But regardless... um. I, I remember going into work and it had gotten to a point where they were like, okay, um, I saw an email about like people working remotely and I was like, they ain't never going to ask me to work remotely. Like I am like, I, I need to do my job here. Um, and then we ended up getting, I like walked into work Friday morning and it was just like a normal day. And then like three o'clock in the afternoon, they're like, you guys are working remotely on Monday. And I was like, well, I'm confused, but I don't tease me with a good time. I would love to work remotely. Um, but then it kind of just made us realize the seriousness of the situation. I think that we were both really just battling a lot of our own emotions because, like, we, like, have been together for so long. We, like, had so many barriers in our way from, like, school and work and just, like, really trying to get our, um, our like base at a place where we can comfortably move to the next step of getting married. We want to make sure that we had everything in place, like set a perfect culture for ourselves. And literally in like two weeks. At, at that point too, two weeks, uh, two weeks ahead of the date, like bands had started coming out, mm-hmm. but did not apply to our wedding yet. Yeah. So like there was, there was bands of like, groups of 250 plus there Mm -hmm. was bands of uh 200 plus in other states but none of that applied to us because our guest list was not that big yeah and um we were we were getting contacted by like people who so like there were people who were telling us they weren't coming but then we had people calling us asking like what we were gonna do and i think that was also very stressful i know that this was not the intention of a lot of people but it was stressful because we we went from like we spent months planning this ginormous, you know, celebration, um, planning our union, and you know now you have 
like this, this like this isn't snow this isn't rain like this is this is like something that no like this isn't something that we can control and so we were trying to see if there was any way that we can like we just wanted to wait and so we were really ignoring a lot of people um we were like seeking guidance from people like trying to seek some comfort and like we had gotten some like mixed like feedback um from everything and I think what kind of really solidified everything was when we got the phone call from the venue saying that Sunday. Yeah. Unfortunately we have to, um, postpone your wedding. And did I cry? I think I cried. I don't remember, but I remember, (laughs) I remember the, the owners of the venue when they called, they sounded like they had been crying. Oh yeah, no, they definitely sounded very, and like they, I think they understood because I kind of like paused on the phone when they said it, and I was like, I already know, and yeah. they were like, you know, take your time to think about like what you want to do, blah blah blah. They were pretty accommodating, and um, at that point, I remember just being done because I personally don't handle, I don't handle stress well as it is, and so the whole wedding process was so stressful for me. And then in getting to a point where we were just, like, so close, so close. And then all of a sudden, it was just, like, we got to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also just battling my own values in that, like, I really did not want to continue without being married. And so then I had to weigh out the, like, for myself personally, and you can speak on your own um, thoughts on this, but I needed to weigh out um, how much longer was I willing to wait and how badly did I want to be this Greg's wife at that point. I think it was it was a lot of, we planned it in nine months. And mm-hmm. I think, I think... If you have not planned a wedding before, you might take for granted just how much it truly does cost. Like how much of your energy it takes, yeah. like how stressful it can like be. Like monetary stress, physical, um relationship-wise, it mm-hmm. costs a lot. Like it I've heard people say it before, but until you experience it, until you start planning a wedding, like, people act different. Yeah. But, like, whatever whatever it may be, like, to, to be a week out from the date and, you know, like, events of the world not allow it to happen, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty daunting on you that, yeah. like, this is... This like, can't be real. Like this is this is our reality. It wasn't like the venue just saying, "Oh, we don't we don't like you guys." So this isn't like this was government saying, "Like we are like this is a pandemic now. Like we need to shut this down." And just to touch on like what you said about like your relationships, I think at that point all we had was to rely on the relationships um, that we had with people. And once again, it it came with a lot of mixed reviews. I think like. Um, you know, we, I think we ultimately like as pissed off as we were, we were just like, we're going to like, we're still going to get married. Mm -hmm. I think we decided like, regardless, we're, we're still getting married. And, um, I, I have to start thinking of it as like a test and, um, being someone who grew up in, in church and I by no means am like 
the I'm not like the best like example of a Christian lifestyle. I'm progressing, but um, I know I was always taught that your marriage is the highest covenant, and so for you to reach that covenant, like you are going to have a lot of tests. Um, you are going to be stretched. You are essentially going to go into battle, and you you need to have your mind set um, on you know, achieving that task if you want to get to this point. And I think even in between that time, Greg and I were, like, doing a lot of praying. Um, uh, I was reading the Bible on my own. We were listening to, like, different things to kind of give us motivation, even though, like, we, in a way, like, I know for myself, I kept saying, like, yo, I'm mad at God. Like, why is this happening to me? Of all of the people, why does this, why does this have to hit my wedding? Um, and I was, like, personalizing it. Like, I was, like, this special person or, like, we were, like, there was, like, a lens on us. Like, this is God's strike of lightning. Yeah, it's like we, we did something. And I, there was a point where I was like, is it because I haven't tithed? Like, <laughs> why is this happening? Um, and so it, it, really, it really took some time for us to, like, just sit down with each other and really just analyze the situation. And it was, I, like I said, I, I had to sum it up, like, okay this has nothing to do with just us. Um, and you know, you, you're tested in life and it's a matter of how you view those tests and you need to be equipped to take on those challenges. And despite the anxiety, um, we were just like, yo, like, like we want to get married. And as long as there were people who are willing to uplift us in that, and we did have a lot of support, we had we had pretty good support, I think. Um, and you know, when I when I spoke to my family about it, they were just like, they of course they like checked in on us, went to see how we were doing, and they were just like, Lori, whatever you want to do. My my bridesmaids, they were just like, Lori, whatever you want to do, like let me know. Our wedding planner was like, I like do whatever you can to, I will help you out. I'll make it special. Um, and I think her thing is that she's like, y'all got me until your actual wedding date. Like, let me know what you need. She, she really pulled. She through. was rock solid through that. Yeah. Through that moment. Her? She, she was. She was. If there was doubt, and there was, like that, it was going to happen. Not that we didn't want to do it, but like if it was possible, if there was doubt, she was the. She was the, the voice that was like, uh, yeah, it's possible. I've mm-hmm. done. Uh, good number of these we can do it wherever you want actually we were like her first well obviously her first social distancing wedding well yeah so yeah that's not a thing but like she (laughs) she was like i've done plenty of these of course we can figure it out yeah and um i'll also say my dad was a huge was really supportive in that like we there were points where we were just like we're not doing this like this is pointless like we're not gonna do it and he was like if I have to marry you both so that you both get what you want then like we're gonna do it he was like I'll come I'll come to the apartment and if it's just the three of us like we're gonna do this we're gonna get you guys married it really just it really just came a came to a point where we're just like we really just want to be married Mm -hmm. um it like the celebration it was going to be that it was going to be something like like just small like two five people six people and gathering around to do that but it was like the it was actual a, wedding or like no, no no like the 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 
328. What the support around us is what made it what it turned out to be. It just like people just kept giving in, like, hey, make sure this is special. Um, we can do yeah. this, we can do that, we can do this, we can do that. My mentor um, had a conversation with me a couple days before because we were planning on to like just doing it at um, the apartment. And she was just like, you know, despite the situation, it's still your day. And she was like, still do something to make it memorable. And we were kind of just brainstorming like ways to make it special. I think Greg came home and I was like, okay, I had a conversation with so-and-so and this is what she said. And I think we both agreed to just do like the candle, the unity candle, mm-hmm. which we still have. Um, and yeah, I think I do agree with you. I do believe that it was this, the support of people who like remain positive people who are just like all right like this is not the best situation but like i'm here to do whatever you want to do i've got gloves i've got hand sanitizer i've got clorox wipes um i will wear a mask like there were really really supportive people who were there and i know that um there are people who did reach out to us who weren't able to be there one of my closest friends like face like zoom the facetimed in um and one of my bridesmaids just like held the camera and, you know, I it, I think it, it really showed us who, who was for us and who, like, who was supporting us throughout this whole thing. And I think it definitely made me closer to those people who are, like, have a greater respect for the people who are in our tribe. Um, but, yeah, I think after we made that decision, we ended up choosing to do it at my mom's house. Uh, wedding planner brought the arch and just set it up in front of the house and I still had my dad walk like around and then I tried to look at Greg to see if like he would cry but he didn't (laughs) this was a conversation that people have had with me since I was like oh you're gonna cry no I didn't I didn't do it for him I didn't do it for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. It, it's not that you didn't do it for me. You, you look. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. My hair looks good. Just saying. I've never been a a, a big crier. Not I think sure. for me to cry, like it's going to be in seeing other people cry, and definitely were other people there that were crying. I won't put them on blast, but like if I'm if I'm looking at you. You're fresh. If you if I'm I looking at you, I started like, to cry when I saw like the people. My neighbors came out, by the way. Well, my my mother's neighbors, because I don't live there no more. But like they were all outside recording, which I thought was kind of funny. I I love them. They have some great neighbors. I don't think any neighbor would stay. Well, I hope any neighbor would not stay inside. I would have been, I'd have been outside, outside too. too. I probably would have got dressed and and been outside too. I would have too. And the funny thing was, I saw I saw the neighbor recording, and then what? Like a week later, um, our church posted our photo, and essentially they were just congratulating us. And someone in the comments wrote, "That was the couple on live." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what?" And he was like, "Yo, the neighbors recorded y'all." So yeah, <laughs> we were broadcasted. <laughs> We famous during <laughs> during a, a a no ten plus indoor gathering. We just decided to do it outside. It was an amazing day outside too. 
nice, nice. nice 60 degree overcast yeah perfect day and i think i think you looked amazing why thank you you looked really good snackish real snackish it was the keto you weren't we on weren't keto, keto at that time yet um you're not gonna compliment me yeah, you look, no i'm joking you look you look you really already good. did yeah yeah <laughs> Probably, probably one of your sister's best makeup days. Not that you needed it, but she, you know, she did. She did her thing. <laughs> she, she beat my face. I look good. She did her thing that day. I look, and my sister really did uh, hold me down. I have to say, on that day, I, I, I needed her. Her and my brother. My brother came out of nowhere, and he like, he really came through too. So I'm just, I'm really thankful for the people that were there and supporting us, and. Our wedding planner also made us a cake. Yes, that was it. Was one of the we should actually contact her because I want a cake probably about now. Like, bro, that cake have, was great. We still have a piece of the cake in the freezer. We can eat that. I thought it was like a year. I thing. mean, it's big enough that we can like still have some and like, like have some for our one year. Is it bad luck? I can someone like, tell us if that's bad luck? I feel to like eat that's cheating. Like, I feel like we should wait. Okay, so then where do you want it? We should get donuts after this. Like, around the corner? Like, yeah. Yo, all we talk about is food. Okay, <laughs> back to the story. Welcome to our pod. We talk <laughs> about food. We like to food. We like to food. But ultimately, I really do... I'm very happy with how that day turned out. It. I think as tough as it was, and like we like kept getting... like. We kept like getting dealt a bunch of like punches, but I honestly—I mean, we still are. What? Just, just not with the wedding. Just like in general with COVID and our and our family and but being like, close to them. But it's besides the point. That is very beside the. We're yeah. not talking about everything else. But I think on that day, what made it special was like, like having people there that, like, was for it mm-hmm. um like my friends made signs michelle the wedding planner she like went out for us my dad ended up doing the ceremony my mentor ended up doing the unity um candle for us my family helped like set up my mom like cooked, so we just like very quickly just went in people like people who were comfortable staying like went and grabbed food and they left um and so yeah, I think it was, I think it turned out to be very, very special. I don't know if you felt the same way. No, of course, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. It'll forever be my, my, my wedding anniversary. So like it. it was, it was an amazing day. It was the, the week of my birthday. It was the mm-hmm. best thing that I could have asked for. And it was, it was great. And if you're wondering if anyone had gotten sick, no. Nope, I think it's safe to say, like nope. m- a little more than a month after, no one got sick. So well, two months. So we, it's safe to say that enough time has passed for if anyone had any so questions. It was successful. It was quite successful. <laughs> <laughs> that faith over fear. But don't do it. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would do it now. But uh, aside well, from that, yeah. like we had an amazing time. We're married. That's literally all I've wanted mm-hmm. for as long as we've been together. We finally got that. And we get to have an even bigger celebration 
later because we're still having our wedding. Yeah, we still paid for everything. We still paid for it. It's all still there. We're still going to have the wedding that we want. So, um, you know, stay tuned. That's going to be great. I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, COVID doesn't, you know, leak over into that time because i don't know if i could deal with that again <laughs> yeah another another planning of a wedding Ugh. i don't I can't i, I can't i can't <laughs> we'll talk about it a different time but i had yeah we'll talk about it on the next episode there's a lot to talk about with with that because some of our vendors could in theory go out of business but we'll talk about that another day we will <laughs> it was nice talking to you guys see you on the next one <laughs>